Lawyer talk. Off the record on the air. Bill, you were pretty quiet there for that little intro. I I was trying to be. So here we are again, another episode of Lawyer Talk off the air, but uh, what is it? Off the air, on the record, off the record, on the air, on the air, off the record, whatever it would be. We're here again. Yep. Uh, Lots of stuff going on here in November 2019. Uh, No beard, though, as it turns out. He's doing legal work now. See, it turns Today. out that we are, in fact, working lawyers. We do, we do not earn a living simply by uh, podcasting. Now, that, that may come as some surprise to folks out there that we don't have, uh, like, Gillette Razors sponsoring the beard. See how I did that? I brought it right back to the uh, politically correct Gillette Razor ad, and I gave it to the beard because he's got a beard. He'd appreciate that. See the irony? Mm-hmm. Quick-witted lawyer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better than Remington. A Remington. A Braun. Remington. Remington. Norelco. You were busy like 3 o'clock this morning today, Steve. It turns out I was. So did you watch football game last night, Bill? I did. All right. I woke up at 3 o'clock, uh, relieved myself. Mm-hmm. Peed. Uh, and I'm thinking, I get up pretty early anyway. If you don't know out there, the listenership probably doesn't know. I wake up usually around 4 a.m. every morning anyway. I get my work done. I catch up on various things and... Uh, uh, I, I was an hour off today, so I, I checked my phone, and lo and behold, it was 3 a.m., and I thought, well, I'll just check my emails. They say you shouldn't do that because then you're up. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, and and I got an email, and it was uh, a reporter at Yahoo Sports, Henry Bushnell. Old Henry. Uh, Yahoo Sports, and he was reporting on a game. I didn't, you know, I knew the Browns were playing last night, but I, I didn't watch. I fell asleep and just forgot all about it. I mean, I didn't think about it, but apparently there was some sort of fight at the end. Did you watch the game, Jared? I did not watch the game. I did see the video. Did you see the video of, of, of what happened? I did, yeah. Bill, tell us about it. You were probably watching. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, I don't know, was like last maybe four seconds or so, very end of the game. So Mason Rudolph is the quarterback for Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Miles Garrett, a DB for Cleveland, probably their best player, um, and one of the good DBs in the in the league. Um, there's a scuffle. Looks like Miles was trying to get his helmet off. Well, nonetheless, Miles Garrett ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet. Okay, no big deal in the big scheme of things with football. That happens. Sometimes there's no penalties with that, right? Because usually the refs come, you drop the helmet, maybe point some fingers at each other, and that's it. Well. The center for the Steelers came over, and at the time that Miles Garrett ripped off the helmet, he actually swung the helmet over gave him a crack. and gave him a little crack with the helmet. And then yeah. a little bit of fight ensued. But um, it's pretty egregious conduct. I've never seen that on a football never, field, I don't think. Now, I remember in, in junior high. Right? No, no, I was in high school, but the junior I went to the, uh, the Saturday morning game, the um, reserve game, JV game. Mm, and there JV's. Was a, there was a fight like that that broke out in the JV game on Saturday morning, and, and kids were swinging helmets and doing crazy stuff. Uh, but I've never seen anything like that in the NFL, where yeah. they, they just yank a guy, the guy yanks the other guy's helmets off and tries to whack him with it. Right. I mean, crazy. So, And those helmets weigh about 10 pounds, so it's nothing like, I mean, they'll do some damage. It's a helmet. Yeah. Man. I mean, we've all seen that these players like hit each other on the heads and stuff, but they're all with, have their helmets on, right? So, I mean, this guy took off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then proceeded to beat him or hit him with the helmet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it turns out some really, really competent attorney was talking to Yahoo Sports about uh, all the legal stuff that could happen, what the criminal offenses might be. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> I'm so deflated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, yours truly here at Yavich and Palmer, happy to provide insight into uh, the Yahoo Sports team and uh, gave uh, my thoughts on it. Um, but it, it raised an interesting question about what happens when there is a fight or an assault that occurs within an otherwise uh, violent sport. And I, I guess what I mean by that is it requires everybody to sort of hit each other no matter what. Yeah. I mean, we're out on a football field whacking the heck out of each other. Uh, we're committing assault, technically speaking, I guess, uh, every single play except for one element. Consent. Consent, yes. Yeah. So I can, believe it or not, I can consent to Jared whacking me in the nose or hitting me with a helmet or doing whatever. It happens all the time. People say, all right, throw this, you know, whatever it would be, like the jackass, my little show, they would do stupid stuff right. like that. You can consent to it all you want, uh, and it's not an offense. So then it sort of blurs the line in the context of a football game, like how much is baked into the equation? How much consent is there already just by virtue of the fact that it's violent, tempers are flared, or emotions are high, or whatever the thing would be? Uh, are you really consenting to an assault like this? I would say no. Right, no. I would say nobody goes into an NFL game thinking, yeah, you know, it's a violent sport, and I'm cool with just about everything. I'm even cool if somebody yanks my helmet off and tries to whack me with it. I've never seen that before in football. I seriously, I've never, all the football I watch, I've never seen that. And it's funny because this guy, Miles Garrett, the DB that hit him, hit Mason Rudolph with the helmet, he, by all accounts, he's just a nice reserve guy. He's not a rah-rah guy. He came out of Texas A&M a couple years ago, and they were concerned about even drafting him. People were concerned because of how patient he was and how calm he was. A little too passive? Yeah. Well, this is hardly passive. It's not passive. Yeah, there's nothing now, passive about baseball, it. baseball, if there's a fight that breaks out and the bench is cleared, if you don't clear the bench with your team, you'll get fined. Like, like if you're if, you, if their fight's going on and the team runs out and the bench is clear and you stay on the bench like, I ain't getting into that mess, you can get you can get hit for that. Really? Yeah. Well, that hmm. seems counterintuitive. That's weird. I didn't know that. Well, I will I, say this real quick. The only time I've ever seen – I mean, we've all seen hits in sports. If you guys watch basketball, NBA – they're swinging fist every now and then too. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, Baseball, happen. that happens. Hockey. Hockey happens a lot. Um, but I I never was as shocked except for when Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off. Another now he one, was right? not consenting to that, but that's a violent sport. And then when you saw that, if you guys all saw it before, you're like, Oh my God, did I, he just do, do that? I remember watching that. I remember watching that in real time. I mean, it was freaking unbelievable. Yeah. All of a sudden his ears off. Yeah. He just got caught up in it. They took the, ripped the helmet off of him, which, like you said, if he had stopped there, yep. he'd been all right. All right, you're getting a flag, maybe. Yeah. 15-yarder. So now you're looking, what, what, is, what is the ramification? Well, I mean, in, I mean, in theory. It was, uh, then they. Well, I guess they got an indefinite suspension. Yeah, I saw suspended. that just came out recently, or yeah. earlier today. What the NFL would do, they, they had to give him an indefinite one. They probably didn't want to put a. I mean, it's, he's out for the season, but what they'll do is... So he's going to miss the Super Bowl with the Browns? He'll miss the Super Bowl with the Browns. But what they'll do is they'll just reinstatement after the season's over. They don't want this lingering long enough. But. I don't know, man. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, so I've always wondered, deal. So I've always wondered this, too. You see these guys get lit up on uh, after the whistle on the sidelines or something they call a late hit penalty. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I've always thought, it's like, I wonder, man, that's sort of an assault. Like, if you, if you, if you cause somebody real harm that way... Uh, remember McMahon? When the Jim guy, McMahon? Yeah, remember uh, when Jim McMahon got sort of shoulder slammed after, you mm. know, totally, totally yeah. after the whistle. It's sort of similar. Yeah. He was, he was injured, I mean, like really injured, like yeah. career-type injured. 
So, but I don't, I didn't see any criminal charges here, but you know, that was the question of the day is how, where, where are, where do the lines get drawn? And, and really there's, there's two, there's a few things you got to look at. How much do you really consent to, as we've talked about? I mean, do you really consent to having your helmet ripped off and whacked? I'd say no. And then you got the intent of the other side. So if it's a, you're not consenting either to have somebody whack you on the sidelines after the whistle, but the other guy may not necessarily have the intent to cause physical harm. Now the McMahon scenario, that guy certainly, you right. know, he intended to do that. Um, it's not about the intent to cause harm. It's about the intent to do the act. But, you know, in the context of an ongoing play, it's different. This, I guess there's no argument that this is part of a football play. Right. I, yeah. mean, I mean, tempers it, were flaring at the end of the game, and both it, people were – Mason Rudolph was frustrated. I mean, he was grabbing at his helmet too. So, But, again, generally you stop. Yeah, I mean you – know. It used to be the old saying was you never take your helmet off. As soon as you take your helmet right. off, you got a big problem. That's right. I mean, that, that sort of shows that you know now it's going to get real. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, my take on it was: it, could there be a charge? Yes, there could easily be a criminal charge. You know, it's, in Ohio, assault is knowingly caused or attempt to cause serious physical harm. Well, felonious assault, serious physical harm to another. That means harm that could uh, send you to the hospital or doctor treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, regular harm would be just a snap on the wrist or something. Yeah, that. I mean, you may have lucked out. I mean, you can slip on ice fall, crack your dome on the concrete, and it'll put you out. You know what I mean? Like, like could kill you. There's, I mean, if he'd have hit him just right, like you said, that helmet, yeah. now he's a big Now guy. the top he of the helmet, he didn't hit him with the top, he, but he could, yeah. He, he, wanted he, he wanted to. He wanted to, right, right. He was going for it. I mean, so. no, you're right. It's like I've defended murder cases where it's a bar fight where a guy got whacked in the head, hits his head on the curb, or whacked in the nose, hits his head on the curb as he's going down. Bye-bye. Lights out. Forever. Now you're, now you're defending a murder. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's what happened here. And and it, it's it, the question is, is he going to get charged? I would doubt Mason Rudolph, the quarterback for the Steelers, would want to press charges. Well, that's a good question. As, as a— Is it his choice? It's not his—I don't—well, I think he plays a part in it. I don't think it's his choice, though. I think they could probably bring a charge against him. What do you think? Well, here's what it comes down to. The, it is the it is not the victim of the assault's job to decide whether there's going to be a prosecution, at least not definitively. Correct. That's not the final say-so. That falls and lies in the discretion of the prosecutor's office. And even before them, what are the police doing to investigate it uh, or, uh, or charge it? So the police could charge the crime. The police could show up and say, uh, you know, we saw this on TV. You committed an assault. Here's your complaint. Or they could send it to the prosecutor and say, you decide. What are you going to do, Mr. Prosecutor? If it's serious physical harm or the the helmet certainly could be adapted or adopted as a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. And that makes it a felonious assault. I mean, that's like eight years in the Hooskow. Yeah. That's real time. Now, what's this guy make? I doubt those Cuyahoga prosecutors really care about that Steeler victim. Just that we had some technical difficulties. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how much he makes. What's he? What's he earn? What's the guy? What is the NFL? Like, what's the minimum? He's probably got to be making ten, eight million a year. Yeah, good way to probably. That's a good job decision right there. Good employment decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to pass on that? Now it's not like there's anything really else big going on that we have to, to spend time. So here's what it is: the country's the country's enthralled with this NFL problem where there's an assault. I mean, it's not like there's any other legal issues going on. Nothing, I mean, nothing, no. nothing like impeachments or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, that's not going on yeah. right now. Let's watch the NFL. That fight's more interesting. Their ratings are down as well. The NFL's are. 
think that's why they want to bring in the Colin Kaepernick on a Saturday for no Oh, reason. my God. What are they doing? I mean, what, what is the story? What kind of show is this? Because if, if anybody wanted to employ them, they could call them. They, they could have called them prior. They could, prior, yeah. They could have already called them. They could call them today. They could call them tomorrow. Come on down. It's Tuesday afternoon. You know what I mean? It's our free day here. Let's, let's do a run. Let's, let's see how you're going there. Can you still throw the ball? Can you still run? No, they're putting on a show, yeah. like a whole spectacle. So is there something more to this? Is you know I mean uh, they they settled out of court with the NFL. Yep. So he got a, he got a lump sum there. You know what I mean he's getting uh, he's getting his Nike money and uh, the whole thing of bringing them in on a Saturday whenever prime teams that they would they're playing games. It's you know, disingenuous. They're, 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 yes, it, it is. They're not even going to be around to be able to see him. Yeah. And if they wanted to see him, they just make a call. They get his agent. He come yeah. on over. Let's let's do a run. So there's 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 something here. Maybe maybe there's something bigger that we don't know about, or maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe it's just you know. Once again, they need to get their ratings back up. Yeah. The NFL is down. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, the Kaepernick. I don't know what to think of all this. I mean, the NFL. I guess my thought on it is this: I don't care. I could care less. The NFL is a private business. He's mm-hmm. a, he's a he's an individual citizen. If he's been wronged or discriminated against by a private business, take whatever action you have to. Uh, it is not the government's job to intervene in that mess. At least I don't right. think so. Um, he can kneel if he wants to during the national anthem, and he can be fired for it if the NFL wants to fire him. I mean, that's it's really that simple. Now, if they're making a decision based on his race, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Based on his gender, that's a different story, or his age, or his uh, ethnicity. Those are different stories. Now there's a cause of action, so to speak, but it's all private. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I'd have no thoughts about it. And we, I mean, he's. It, even if a team gets him, he's not going to be, he still may be fast, his arm may be strong, but towards the end of his career, when I say end of his career, you know, when he left, he wasn't accurate. He wasn't reading plays right. You know, they already figured out what they, he was going to do with his legs and which way he was going to run and stuff like that. So I don't, I, I don't well, think he's going to be isn't effective. That the, isn't that the question, right? So is, is he, is this a situation where he's not playing because he's not good enough or is it a situation not playing because he's a pain in the ass or is it a little bit of both? It could be both. Yeah, I mean, look, some team will take a chance on him. Maybe I don't know, but how many we'll times? See. I mean, how many times do you hear this or read this about? You know, a college was recruiting Jim Bob from whatever, but the coach said he's a personality problem or he's got an attitude issue, and maybe they pass on him. I yeah. mean, it happens. I don't. I, maybe Colin's the nicest guy on the planet, but he has rocked the boat. He's rocked the boat, and he had every right to rock the boat. They had every right to fire him. He's got his own agenda with whatever causes he has too right now. So, or maybe he knew his maybe he knew his ship was sinking, and he's like, "I'm going to do whatever I can to get the biggest endorsement amount I can from Nike," and then he did. And if he did, congratulations, yeah, he's making a lot him. more money. Good for him. Yeah, that's where the money comes. I don't know. Well, Bloomberg and uh, Deval Patrick trying to rock the boat on the Democratic side. There, they're coming out to make their run for the presidency. What do you think of that? I think that uh, you don't just pick it up unless somebody came to you that said, hey, we're, we've got your back, we've got money, we can help you push into this. Because nobody comes in in November, you know I mean, less than a year away. I think the closest they ever came was in 91. I think uh, Clinton entered it in October, yeah. like mid-October in, in 91. You know I mean, who's, who's, this, who's this Arkansas boy? And, and, and you saw what he did, so it can happen. I personally, personally believe that part of the left has a fear of going too far left. They have a fear of the Bernie's ratings. They got a fear of, of Warren's, and they 
somebody is putting up the money. Somebody is backing the. Now well, Bloomberg's got his own. Bloomberg's got his and, money. And, yeah. And, and Bloomberg's kind of all over there too because you have people that say he's a Democrat. He's an independent. He's he's a Republican. You know, I mean, he he, he goes all over. Which that's fine. You can do. He's that. like he's like Trump in reverse, right? He, he's exactly. picking a party. He's going to make a run. And. But the the one you look at there is, you know, like I say, the, the old governor there from Connecticut. Tell me about it. Now, he's the guy who had the blackface scandal. No. No? No, 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 no. He, Connecticut. He, that's Virginia. He, yeah. Virginia, Virginia. Yeah, yeah he, forgive me. He actually has a, a black face. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> As it turns out, I know nothing. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna edit. This. Is this the guy that is this the guy that said he was? I gonna thought you said Virginia. And I was like, wait a minute. No, he's the guy that no. had the scandal. Massachusetts. I even say Connecticut. It's Massachusetts. You know, you know yeah. more than I know. Yeah. At least is this the guy that is now entering the race because was his wife sick with cancer and it's in remission? Is that why he waited so long? I mean, look. There's let's someone, face it. You he, know, these people are entering the race because, because it is a clown show. Yeah. I mean, it is insanity what's going on. I mean, I hate to say that for all of those who who really really love a candidate over there. It's like these people. I don't think they're. I mean, I would think the primary goal if I'm a Democrat is to beat Trump. Right. Beat Trump. But they're not. I mean, I think to beat Trump, you have to run in the middle. You have, you to, have run, to. You have to run moderate, and then do whatever you want. You know, say whatever you want, do whatever you want, but run in the middle. Be moderate. Don't talk about like wealth taxes and and socialism and all this crazy stuff. People, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they win. I, I, I'm not drawing any conclusions about that, but I think then you see people like Bloomberg saying, yeah, "I can do better than this." Yeah. If the goal is to beat Trump, let me come in and I'll do it. Um, so you might get like a late, a mm -hmm. late uh, interloper. A lot of people didn't think Trump was going to win. Well, how about he? You know, you know? He, same thing. How about Hillary? There's talk of her coming back. Not going to rule it out, she says. That's insanity. I hope. I mean, with, I, well, I mean, she can run all she wants. You got to remember, in the end, the delegates have to pick. In yeah. the end, sir, from you know, I mean, Rhode Island, you know, I mean, the every, you know, each state gets their pick and their vote to go forward with it. So I believe that's why they're trying to bring somebody else into the race. I mean, and once again, like I say, you got to have a lot of money to run for presidency. So you don't just go out and say you're going to come in and run with it unless somebody has come to you that says we have your back. Yeah, you got to have some support. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's just endorsement type support, like, uh, and then the money comes later. But yeah, if you go, we'll be there. If you if you can get some traction, we'll be there to help. A again, maybe Bloomberg is an exception. He's got lots of money, but I, I, who knows? I I, I think it, I think it's more about him. These people, these new newcomers, saying, ah, these candidates aren't going to win. I better come in and something better change. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to have Trump. And, you know, you may like that, you may not like that, but I think that's probably what's going on. Didn't Bernie run before as an independent as well? I, I might be totally wrong on that. I thought no. maybe he did. But I did see he might have. He put all the, our, everybody's favorite AOC there, Cortez there, up on a very high in his, in his if he gets elected. Very high, just. Yep. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's going to put her up there in his cabinet. Hmm. She's going to get some up or up uh, position. And whenever you get to that, and you get to warn the the left has to be looking at like we aren't going to win with either one of these two. I would think not. So they're like yeah. we have to, you know, we have to put a twenty one down to eighteen. Not well, enough. I mean, look, Biden seems like the guy that would win. He seems like the guy. I mean, I've talked to people. I I really believe that this election is won in suburbia. It's one in Olentangy. It's one in New Albany. It's one in Westerville. It's one in Upper Arlington. I mean, that's I'm just giving the Columbus. I know people listen all over the world, Bill. Um, you know, we're talking state, the United every, States, every here. state of the union. Yeah. 
all over the world. But here locally, we're talking about the suburban, uh, you know, middle class or middle of the road uh, households. And I just think they, they don't want crazy. Mm-mm. And they see Biden as like, all right, he's sort of harmless. He's just an old guy. Harmless. Kind of one of us type of duck guy. You'd yeah. have a beer with or whatever, hardworking guy. That's how they view him yeah, in I mean, these suburban communities. Yeah, they know what they get. They had him before with Obama. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I could see that you would think that if I were advising the Democrats, I would say, that's your basket. There's where your eggs go. Uh, prop him up. Get him going. At least you're going to beat Trump and uh, and rock and roll. No. They're not doing that. No. What they're going to do is put him on trial by proxy. Yeah. And then I... I I heard on NPR, I heard an interview before, before the, the, the above ground uh, impeachment TV started rolling on, he was in an interview, and, and at the very end of it, he was saying that he even believes that he won't be impeached. He, he, he won't, you know, I mean, the, you know, the House might say, you know, I mean, go well, forward. Yeah, but he won't be he convicted, said, yeah. But what I'm trying to look at is we're trying to set a precedence for future presidents. So before they even started any of this, and have they got our budget together, or are we going to be closed up here in a few days? Yeah. I, Look, don't, man. I don't know if they've done anything other than this. Now, the last time I, a client called me because they needed something, and I said, I've been real busy. I've been involved in this other mess. I haven't had time to do my job for you. You know what they said? Bye-bye. Fired. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about your other case. You're fired. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's what they're doing right now. It's like, I don't care. Forget the parties for a second. It's like everybody's got this singular focus, and that's all it is. But that's a, gr- that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. It's like, when is the budget due? It's, I think it's, it's like, today? Today's date is the 15th. <laughs> Hope not. Actually, I think it's close. I think it's next week. I do believe. I want to say it's somewhere like on the 21st or hmm. 22nd. So take like a mid-level size company, and you've done nothing. I mean, this is sort of like my old exam days. <laughs> like, yeah. I got an exam in like three days. I've done nothing. And you're going to just slap a budget together a couple days. Yeah. Type in here where they have a bunch of hearsay. I mean, I've watched and listened to a, 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 a big part of it on the first day. And it just, you know, to a point you can kind of listen to both sides. And be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, they got a point. They got a point. But they, they don't have any, anything solid down there. And they keep saying that because it was against his opponent. Now, had somebody else been looking in, been like, this guy's running for presidency, he's been up there before, and he's done some shady things, maybe we should look into it, then it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But since it's a competitor, then it's not fine, even though it's the same thing. Well, if it were Trump, it'd be totally fine, right? Totally I mean, I, I guess I, if, without getting partisan, maybe that's the right word, I don't know. I just, there's a couple things i got to clear up. First of all, I had a discussion with somebody recently, and they're like, oh, there was quid pro quo, and that's a crime. You can't quid pro quo. It was literally, that was the discussion. I was like, what do you mean? They said, it's quid pro quo. How do you handle that? And I said, well, quid pro quo for what? And they said, well, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I said, what do you mean? They said, what do you mean? I said, do you know what quid pro quo? I mean, I I said, it's it's cool. I mean, I get it. It's like we, I take sometimes for granted that we learned all this nonsense in law school. Right. But I mean, this is just Latin for this, for that, right? I mean, essentially that's what it means. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll do this, you do that. And and I finally looked at him. And I was like, "Well, quid pro quo." I'll give you. A, I'll give you a synonym. I'll give you another word to say it. Agreement. Yeah. Bargain. Contract, perhaps. You do this, I'll do that. You do this for me, I'll pay you. 
Um, you give me this and I'll give you that, uh, you know, just do a favor for me and then I'll do one in return. We do, everybody does it every day of the week. You got a meeting of the minds going on all day long. And then the question is, is it a contract? Is it extortion? Is there some sort of something more sinister? And they're like, well, you can't extort. And I was like, the United States government extorts every other country. Mm -hmm. They can't, why wouldn't they? We have all the power. So if they want our money, we can dictate the terms that it takes to get it. And I guess it's not even just extortion. I mean, it's just, we've got, we have the power. If, if, if somebody says, you do this and I will pay you a really, or I'll give you a lot of money, is that extortion? I guess if you're mm -hmm. asking them to do something criminal or you're forcing them to do something they don't want to do. Now, if the United States does it to another country, is it criminal? Say, no, we do it all the time. You're not allowed to have uh, arms or we're going to, we're going to, we're going to blockade you or we're going to, we're going to take away our aid or we're not going to support you in this place. We do it all the time. I mean, it, it, and I, and now, now I'm, I'm violating my own rule, which is we do it all the time. Therefore, it's right. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we do it right. all the time, and there's no problem with it. Mm -hmm. The problem emerged, or perhaps emerged, when it's done for either it exceeds, say in this case, the presidential power or authority, and or it is done only for the purpose of individual benefit, Trump's own individual mm -hmm. benefit. So, for instance, if he says you better investigate Biden because he's running against me and I want to win. And otherwise I've got the purse strings of this money. And the only way you're going to get it is if you do this for me. And this is the only reason you're doing it is so I can gain an advantage in my political life. Then that probably is an abuse of power. Now, what if, what if he says, I need you to investigate corruption and among other things, I want you to look at the server or this is Hillary's server. I don't even understand this, but it seems sort of stupid. So I want you to look into this. And I want you to look into this part of it. And I want you to check out your prosecutors. Uh, I want you to check out the former regime. I want to see if you guys did anything nefarious in connection with our election. And, you know, I want you to throw Biden into that because that's important for all this, too. Now, both these things could happen at the same time. It could help Trump if Biden gets uh, skewered in this. And it looks like he might. Hmm. Um, and it could be a legitimate uh, strategy decision or something legitimate, the country would be, it would be good for the country, I guess. It could be both. And why not? I mean, is Trump limited to telling, I mean, is the Ukraine or is, is the president limited uh, in demanding investigations of corruption by other countries if the corruption happened to be against uh, the political opponent? The corruption happened to be committed by right. the political opponent. I mean, in, in effect. I mean, if, Biden, right, if you go back, yeah. I mean, if Biden is accused of saying, you better fire this prosecutor who happens to be looking at my son who's making $50,000 a year working on Burisma's board and really doing nothing, uh, you better fire this prosecutor uh, or you're not going to get all this money. Well, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's exactly what they're... 50,000 a week. A week, I'm sorry, I said a year. Yeah, 50,000, I thought it was a month, but I said year, but it's really a week. Well, they said it's anywhere from 50 to 150,000 a month. Man. All right. So if you're saying if you're saying I want that investigated, I mean, I think there is a legitimate reason for that to be investigated. Now, what if Biden were not running for president? Would that be a legitimate reason or would that be I mean, would that sanitize it? I don't know if that was the reason Do in the first the Constitution? place. That's my pocketbook Constitution. Yeah, man. It's like Senator Byrd. He's carry one of these all over the place. Yeah, God love you for it, man. That's you know. awesome. Well, here's the deal. I think we'll probably talk more about the impeachment, but it. They're not. The Senate will not vote there's for over, there's be, twenty. There's twenty Republicans on there that are up for re-election. Well, that's so not going to matter. That's going to matter if they voted them out. That, that there's a good chance that 
they're going to lose the backing. Here's they need. They need 66, right? There's 53 Republicans now. Yeah. Right? So there's and there's 45 Dems, two independents. They really need 19 Republicans to go against them. I don't think they get it. And it's almost the same as when Slick Willie was there was the it was um I think 55 45 was the ratio Republicans and Democrats. You know, they were split like 50-50. Yeah. So it's hard to get that 66 of the Senate to convict. I don't it's think it's difficult. It's not going to happen. Right. So Schiff, no, he said before the whole thing started on the interview that he just wants to put a precedence down for mm-hmm. future presidents. Yeah, what's the precedent? Uh, limit executive authority. Check. I'm all for it. But they don't want to limit their own executive authority. They just want right. to limit the other party's executive. And both sides are doing the same thing. It's yeah. like, I, you know, I, I, I think the, we treat our presidents like they're kings or something. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're running around. And, but I, I think I find that to be, for lack of a better way to say it, a bunch of BS. I think they are not doing this for to set a precedent. They're mm-hmm. doing it so they can maybe get an advantage in the, their in own the- election next year. I definitely agree with that. So think of the taxpayer. Do- I'm actually pissed. The more I think about this, I'm pissed. So you have a case that you know you can't win. We get, we actually get, we get, we get a grievance filed against us for this. Mm-hmm. We take on a case that we know we can't win because it's going to have some other gain for us, or we perceive it's going to help us. Some that we're going to have an advantage somewhere else. Right. It's the same crap. Oh, now I'm really pissed. Yeah, you can't just what? What's that term? Uh, in, is vexatious litigate litigator? Vexatious, you can that the never, vexatious. Yeah, that's a guy who litigates too much. But right. I think this one's even more sinister. This is like I mean, the vexate. They're just crazy. They just file lawsuits. Right. Um, but this one's like we're going to take on this cause, even though we have expressly admitted we're not going to win. In other words, they don't have it on the merits, but they're going to take it on. And then you have to ask why. Is it because it's for the good of the country to expose this stuff? Well, it's been exposed. I mean, I, I mean, everybody knows what's happened. I mean, go pound the gavel as much as you want. Everybody knows what's happened. Uh, and it is fishy. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. There, there's enough stink here where you could get concerned. Um, on the other hand, there's not enough stink where you think you can win. So here you go. Uh, so you, you expressly say, we don't think we're going to win, and we're going to pursue it anyway. So what's it really about? It's about the optics of gaining an advantage in your own election next year. Because, again, they've got this show of, I I can't call them crazy. I don't know. Their (laughs) candidates just seem like they're off the charts left. And that's cool if you believe that. But if you don't believe that, right down the middle again, if you're going to win, you got to win suburbia. They don't have that candidate, so what do you do? You got to take out the other guy's knees, mm-hmm. expose the other guy, and that's what they're doing. And and again, I this is without drawing any. I, we had the same conversation about Kavanaugh. Remember that, Jared? We were talking about this. I was like, shame on both these people because if the Dems knew about this and withheld it and dropped it after they named Kavanaugh or after it, it, it had gone down the road, right? Only to have a public hearing and and put these people through this craziness then shame on them. And mm-hmm. if they did tip off the Republicans, hey, look, we got this on Kavanaugh. You better pick somebody else. And the Republicans didn't care and just said, we're just going to go with it. Well, then shame on them. I mean, but I don't think that's what the case was. I think I think it was just, again, about political optics. So they went through this craziness. Uh, that's It was a waste of time. That's exactly what it seems. I think that's the way it looks to a, a large number of, of people. And they had to put it on TV because – you know, at first it's like, well, we're going to release all of this. Everybody can read it. Well, 99.7% of Americans are not going to read the thousands of pages, you know I mean, in these testimonies. 99.4% is not going to read 100 pages. 
But then it's like, well, maybe some of them, if they're not going to read the book, they'll watch the show. And at least maybe a couple episodes. And they we had a nice rehearsal. You know what I mean? We had everybody yeah. down here. We, we you know, They're saying it again, even though it's already written. We're just going to ask them the same questions and put them back out here. Other people that we approved that passed the rehearsal and they came up. And, and, and then we'll go with it there. Because th- this has already been done. Once again, this isn't even impeachment. This is to see, this is the inquiry. Yeah. This, this is to say, should we file for or, impeachment? Yeah, should we file articles yeah. of impeachment? This isn't actual impeachment yet. This is, <laughs> should we file for impeachment? You're liking it to a grand jury process. Yes. Do you doing the grand jury? Are they going to indict a defendant? Same thing on the other side. It's like this pseudo courtroom, which brings me to the next point. It's like this pseudo court stuff. And as a trial lawyer, I find this fascinating. You get people who, I mean, it's like, they're asking questions that we could never ask in a courtroom. They're getting away with stuff we would never get away with in a courtroom. And there was even, did you see this debate? There was this, they argued about hearsay rules at one point. And I'm like, you people, I mean, this is insanity. One guy was even saying, you know, hearsay here. I can't remember how he said it, but I was driving back from Kentucky. I was down hunting and I was listening to it on the way back. And this guy, there was this like, this is hearsay. And I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. So I started to listen to it, and the guy's argument was, like, the guy who, I think it was the Democrats were arguing in favor of the hearsay, and I think really what they should have said is, we're not following the hearsay rules here. This is just a grand jury inquiry, or this is mm-hmm. just an inquiry, like you just said, Jared. Right. We, we don't care about hearsay. We're just getting it out. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he says, no, there's lots of rules that permit hearsay. And sometimes hearsay is even more, or even better evidence than than the actual evidence or the actual statement. And then the other guy's like, well, these hearsay, there's no hearsay exception that applies to this. I mean, this went back and forth. I mean, I was just like, this right. is crazy. The people's perception of this is nuts. Well, the whistleblower it, went to bar with this first. And Juliana, they knew that this was coming up before he had to pull the whistleblower. Because it had already been brought forward, but it was only brought forward between the president's men. So when that got squashed and pushed away and Barr wouldn't go well with it, then they had to file under the whistleblower. So then it could go above and outside of the inside. Well, here's, and that's a great point. Now, the, the Republicans want to know the whistleblower and they want, to, they want to expose all this and sort of get to the core of it. The Democrats are saying, well, why does it matter? This guy should be protected. It's all privileged, for lack of a better way to put it. And his information is out anyway. Um, it got me thinking about this. It got me thinking about this. I've tried, I don't know, lots of criminal cases. Imagine that Jared Bill's accused of a crime right now. And two years ago, we had a different county prosecutor than who we have now. But two years ago, we had somebody run for the county prosecutor's position. And they ran on the platform. And and, and by the way, the fact is this. Bill didn't commit any of the acts that, uh, that, con- that uh, constitute the crime until six months ago. And the person running for office for prosecutor two years ago says, I'm going to prosecute Bill Fornia and acute and indict him on a felony and send him to prison. Well, lo and behold, there happens to be some conduct a year and a half later after he's elected. And now this county prosecutor is going to pursue the case. I would ram that up. Right. Everybody's I, I mean, I would be like, are you kidding me? Tell me about bias. Tell me about this, this influence that this public official is trying to throw around uh, and go after my client. I mean, he clearly he's got malicious intent here. It's a malicious prosecution. And, I mean, Schiff started out reading, making it up. You know what I mean? He, he, he wasn't even reading the real phone call. 
You know, he was, and it was perceived that he was. That's when he first brought it up to the house. He was sitting right. there, and, and, and he, he lied on all of that. Now, he's an old prosecutor, and you can look at him, that he's a guy with a complex, that he's right, and he's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just dead set on that. Yeah, I mean, this is like, you know what, people should check out the uh, Mark Satawa Lawyer Talk interview. We talked about this, because this does happen. Uh, and I think you're right. I think he's got his, his teeth locked into this thing and he's not going to let go and he's going to prosecute and damn the torpedoes. Uh, don't tell me, I know. And he may be, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe he's got some evidence. Yeah. Back. I don't know. Um, but imagine the, the, imagine the appearance of corruption. If the prosecutor goes after bill two years later, after being elected, after predicting that he was going to indict and throw bill in jail. And it turns out bill, the, the conduct post dates, his election. Right. I mean, it just stinks. The whole thing stinks. And you had how many Dems were running on that platform? Everybody was saying, we're, I'm going to, I'm running, I'm going to impeach Trump if I'm elected. And now they're doing it. It's like, eh, all right, maybe And at the same time, it doesn't mean Trump didn't do things that might right. be impeachable, but it just looks bad. Yeah. It just looks bad. Clearly they're out to get him. So nobody likes the fact that Giuliani's doing all this work. Old Rudy, old Rudolph. It's I almost his he's season. still around. It's almost his season. I went to I went to the store the other day. All the Christmas decorations are up. So Rudolph, the red nosed lawyer, is, is is running around uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. How do you take that? It's like you, this is again. This is like uh, you know. I was talking to my dad of all people, and and he was like, you know, maybe you sort of got this pissing contest between the Department of State and the executive, uh, the the president. Ironically, I think the Department of State is an administrative body that actually sits uh, at the behest. It's an executive part of the executive branch, but all these people who are used to doing all this state department stuff on their own, all of a sudden you got Rudy running around Ukraine <laughs> doing it on behalf of Crazy the president Rudy. himself. It's like, when he's just running rogue doing what? I mean, what's he doing yeah. over there? I mean, I get it. It looks, the whole thing, the whole thing stinks on both sides. I don't know. And now all of a sudden they care. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. who knows? So you got, uh, what was the other point? Oh, you know, the other point I was going to make, I was listening to these people cross-examine this dude from Bell Fountain, Jordan, Oh, Jimmy? He went to Capital Law School, Capital grad. Did he? I think 2003, oh, nice. graduated Cap. Uh, was a state champ wrestler, I think, twice. Hmm. And uh, he's a good cross-examiner. Hmm. You know, asks leading questions, has a purpose. Usually when I tell people for cross-examining, if you don't know what you're doing, this is Irving Younger or some old guy. If you don't know what you're doing, you're probably screwing up. This guy knows, and what, what he meant by that is if you don't have a purpose for the question, if you're just out there fishing, yeah, asking questions, you're screwing up. Just just sit your ass down and right. shut up. You'll do better that way. Uh, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's got a purpose. He lays out his facts, establishes the premise, and then goes on the attack when he can. Uh, I like it. Hmm. I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he did a pretty good job. I got to actually watch some of this stuff. I got to catch up. The other thing I noticed is, you ever watch lawyer movies? I used to, like, uh, say, A Time to Kill or yeah, any, yeah, lawyer, yeah. any lawyer movie. Here's what always happens. In the middle of questioning a witness... I don't want to say always, but most of the time, in the middle of a questioning witness, you got like a booming Perry Mason cross examination. In the middle of a, a questioning the witness, the lawyer sort of turns to the jury and gives this long, eloquent argument, and somehow the witness questioning got lost. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't happen in courtrooms. Right. I, you can't do that. Right. Like, can you imagine? It's like, and then you went to bed, right? And you see, because he went to bed, and he's over there talking yeah. to the lawyer. Let's now, start my closing right now. Right. That doesn't happen, but that's happening in this hearing. Yeah. So it's like they, they go on these long, they ask a question, and then I'm just like, what was that question again? Because this has been a speech now for five mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, it's, sort of, it's sort of interesting. It's a grandstanding. But they can it. do that. Well, we mean, couldn't in court, but. They've got nothing else to do. Yeah. 
I mean, let's get it out there. I, I, I just want to, I was like in my car screaming, objection, <laughs> hearsay, objection, yeah. calls for speculation, objection, it's opinion, doesn't matter. Now, some of the witnesses, I heard one of the witnesses say, look, I've been subpoenaed here only to offer what I know. I can't comment on that. And it's right. off to the guy. Yeah, they're like, do you think yeah. he should be impeached? He was like, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to answer your questions and you take that. And that's up to you. I think that's what he said. He said, that's not up to me. That's it's up, up to, to you. you. I like that. Now, that, now the problem is he's still that same witness and others would still be asked to comment on like news stories. Like you heard this Politico story and blah, 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 blah. And what's your take on that? And some of them are like, like at first they would say no. And then they come back and ask a different way and they would give their opinion. I mean, it was like, it's just crazy. It's, it's not evidence. It's, I got to tune into this circus. Maybe I'll do that this week in between football. It's fascinating. I wish I could. I wish I almost wish that I was done. I, I, I wish I could go back and watch the Clinton impeachment hearings with what I know now. Yeah. You know, in, in my, you know, I don't know. Well, that they had, it was tight, but they had him lying on their own. At the beginning of this, Pelosi and everybody said, they're like, what in the interviews, what before it started, what are you going to, what is the impeachable? And they said, well, it could be bribery, it could be abuse of power, it could be, and it was a number of it could be, it could be, it could be. And they were like, we don't have anything yet, but we will see what comes out. And it's like, you're going to see what comes out. You have already interviewed and done the same thing with all of these people. So what is going to change now? It's well, that's why they're, they're saying bribery now, because that's obviously in the Constitution. But what is it? Extortion, bribery, yeah, they're, treason? They're off on that, because it's he didn't say bribery. that you won't, get, you won't get this if you don't help me. Never, that, was never, that never went through. The problem is, first of all, I don't think Trump's side is offering. Now, one, I think Jordan finally did. So I think some of these guys are finally getting to the defense here, which is, look, it's really about what his intent was. I mean, it's really about, was he intended just to look at general corruption and this is part of it? Or was he intended to look at this and this alone for his own personal gain and no other gain? And I would take it a step further. I don't think you even have to do that. I can say, even if that is his sole intent, who cares if it's also beneficial to the country uh, to to ferret out the corruption in, a, in the Ukraine? I mean, I, it seems to me this is like following too closely. Like, oh, yeah, I think he was too close. No, uh hmm. I don't right. think he was too close. Well, he says he was too close. I mean, and it's yeah. like the slippery standard of what really was his intent. And, and nobody knows. I mean, no one it's knows. just not clean enough. It's not, there's not a smoking gun, I don't They're think. They're asking too many opinions. It is about an opinion, right? And, and you know, is it really going to show, is there going to be a smoking gun that says, I am withholding this aid because I want them to take down Biden because I am probably going to run against Biden in the next election. I don't think they have it. And and by the way, there was no other reason for doing it. I don't think they. I don't yeah. think they're going to have that. And I think that's what they would need to get every. I'm not commenting on whether what he did was right or wrong. I mean, I will later. But I mean, right. this is this is independent of that. I think if if they're going to get what they want done, like if the real goal is to impeach, they need that. They need something more. Mm-hmm. They need they need Trump saying that to somebody. Yeah, directly. Because they need the senators. Yeah. They need the senators. That's what I mean. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're not they're, just going to. They're going to need the solid evidence to where they can't say no. Right. And if I'm a Republican and I heard that, I would, that would, that, now my, now my, my eyebrows are up. Right. right? You're thinking, all right, this might not be just some partisan hack job or hatchet job. This has actually got some teeth. And, but I don't think they got that. Mm-mm. I don't think they got that. I don't know. You want to bet right now what happens? 
Yeah. Where are you know the House is yes. You're right. That's a dumb Senate's now. Senate's now. Yeah. That's that's exactly how it's going to go. That's, yeah. the, that's the end of the story. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Before it started, that's how, the end of the story. How does it impact the election? What do you think? Nothing. I, I agree with you. Nothing. I think anybody I think the camps are already, th- these camps have been divided. It, it, listen, the country's been divided for, what, 18 years now? I mean, it's just yeah. getting worse and worse. So people are already aligned in their camp. You're going to have a few in between, but other than that, people are going to support Trump no matter what he does. I fear. And people are going to hate him no matter what he does. Look, if I am a Democrat, I fear this backfires. Yes. It might. I fear this backfires because it looks like a hatchet job. If, if the evidence comes out and they have... If they have oversold their case, if they're if they're out if they're out in front of this too far and they don't have the goods and they've oversold it, then it looks like a hatchet job and it looks like they they were just out to get them. And if I'm running the campaign on the other side, I would start all I would start running all these quotes. I'm going to get elected and just try to impeach Trump. Now, of course, they try. You know, it's like you can see mm-hmm. how you play this if you're on the other side. Now, if you're a Republican, what are you worried about? It's like you, your president is. I guess what would you do? You would try to expose him as uh, as maybe a little crazy or uh, or unpredictable or whatever. I mean, but they've already done that. I mean, you know, that that speaks for itself. You know, he does what he wants. And in the other part of this is, it's like he's not real. Is he that sharp and sly and cunning? That, I don't that he would that he would act like he's investigating all this other type of corruption. But really, that's just a disguise to go out and get after. But it's like I don't know if I give that much to him. I think the ego gets in the way of Maybe his George intelligence. Just, you know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. But who knows? I don't know. He's like uh, John Gotti. They're like Teflon Don. It seems. I mean, this happened again when he was running. I was like, Trump's running again for president. That's not going to happen. And then, and then he, he made the comment of John McCain. And I'm like. Well, this is over with. And, and that was the very beginning. Remember the bombshell? Very beginning. I grabbed her by her, you know, remember that bombshell? Yeah. And it's like, no matter what, he's just getting elected and people are still coming to rallies and the it goes polls to are show, up. And it, it goes to show you this this kind of strategy sometimes, back, you know what, because it is, it looks like a smokescreen. It looks like you're going after somebody's, it's an ad hominem attack. It's a character mm-hmm. attack. We, we just hate this guy. We're going after him so much that sometimes that backfires. It exposes your own character. Yep. And and I think that's where the Democrats have to be careful. If they're if they're if their goal is to get elected, then just run somebody good and get elected. As as Obama said to Trump, go out and get the votes. Yeah, go out and get the votes. It's easy. You can complain about Hillary. Go out and get the votes. I remember that speech. Nobody, nobody thought he was going to win. Well, he got out the votes. He got and out. right now, they all believe he will be reelected. I you this have to think is that. Their fight. You have to think, right? I mean, they, they feel like, who's it going to be? And I, I sort of agree. I mean, I, I, I think unless unless some bombshell comes out of this hearing, and, and it might, uh, there's more to come. We don't know. Um, but remember all those days, like, waiting on the next big shoe to drop with the Mueller report, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's coming, it's coming. Yep. And after a while, you're just like, it ain't coming. <laughs> People get tired of it. Yeah. Like When they said he was, you know. Right now. They had it on every single channel. And you're, Trump's not worried. And I believe them. I mean, you see politicians about that are up for re-election. They're like, oh, well, I think I have the support. But deep down, they may be worried. He's. I, I have no doubt that he is not worried. Basically, he said this about a couple months ago after the last uh, debate. Maybe it was the second debate. He was like, do I even have to campaign if this is uh, what I'm going well, up against? I guess you I, know what I mean? <laughs> I, I look at it this way. 
Everybody that liked Trump still likes Trump and probably likes him even more. Everybody that hates Trump still hates Trump and probably, probably hates, hates him, him more. even more. Yep. And what is the middle done with this? More of the same. They're seeing these. They're seeing. I think if anybody, the the Democrats might come out with egg on their face if they don't have it. If they have it, they have it. But if mm-hmm. they if they went after this and it becomes obvious they did it only for an advantage in the election, and then Jared, your point. I never. I mean, what a great point. Like if you're if you're the Republicans, you're going to say, look what these people did. How much money did they waste on this? And they knew they didn't have it. They admitted up front they didn't have it, and they did it anyway. They wasted all your taxpayers' dollars for a hatchet job, and they fell. Short. Like, that's a real, I mean, I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. a pretty strong, that's a persuasive. There are missing the prices right, right now. I mean, think how much money, <laughs> and, and you can even see the networks. You said the ratings are down, like, networks are disappointed. They're like, yeah, we, we had this sold to Chevrolet. We had this time sold to Chevrolet for millions of dollars. Now we're not getting it. We thought everybody was going to be watching.